What's up, guys? It's Jake with Retech Radio. We're back. We're live. It's been a while. We, uh, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus here temporarily, so I apologize in advance for that. Why is my camera not focusing? Come on. There we go. A little bit better. Yeah, so sorry about that, guys. It's been a little bit of time since we've done a video. Um, life's been crazy. The typical typical type of stuff you know but uh this is a good show we got my good buddy uh aubrey from a and b exotics coming on here he was just on and i accidentally kicked him out of here but he's going to be hopping back on here in a second so um should be a good show so if you guys have any questions for aubrey make sure you drop them in the chat below or on the side wherever it's listed whatever platform you're watching on and uh yeah let's get the show started let's bring the man on there he is. I accidentally kicked you off, dude. What's going on, Jay? What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing great. Doing yeah. Great. Good. Good. Yeah. So, Aubrey, you're you're back. Here's Retick Radio, the second pod. Well, this will be the first podcast by myself. I'm doing with you, but um, yeah, man, I'm excited to have you on. So, I guess for I don't know if there's people that are watching that might not know anything about you or like your. Uh, how you got started in retics if you just want to give a quick uh little rundown kind of i guess how you got started in retics especially uh retics especially i i had all kinds of different snakes growing up obviously most of us did um primaries pythons all, all kinds of stuff um even venomous stuff when i was way too young to have it but uh i had a few wild cover ticks and it just re wasn't really my thing um they're just not what they are today. Not right. really, not the same animals. Um, so I ordered a, the first expensive trio of snakes I bought was from Bob Clark. I ordered a, uh, a trio, male, two females, two lavender females, and a white male. Okay. Uh, what year was that? Do you remember? Or roughly what year? If I remember correctly, it was 2003 or 2004. So this is pretty recent after they first were hatched i mean what he hatched them i think in 99 or 2000 the first albinos was, were made it, so. it was well before we knew you couldn't make purples with whites and lavender. okay okay yeah yeah <laughs> that was that was the goal you know purples back then were so expensive right uh not that the other ones weren't but they weren't they weren't the, they weren't the purple expensive not the same animal right so so i was trying to go the cheapest route and uh i got that trio and the male that Bob sent me was a nightmare. Like that that animal was he was a real bastard. And uh not having any 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 solid retic experience behind me. After a while, it wasn't too long before I uh, I threw in the towel and actually sold them to Samson. Really? Yeah. What he, uh were they they weren't were they hatchlings or sub adults or were they a little had a little bit of size on them when you got them or <laughs> So I told Bob that I wanted a uh a hatchling male and two well started females. And I, I told him I was willing to pay the difference. Right for some older females and he's like yeah no problem blah 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 send him the money and i got a eight foot male and and two hatchling female lavenders oh, with shit. umbilical cord attached to their belly still the wow. exact opposite of what i ordered exact uh, opposite yeah but they, they they thrived they did well so that's awesome yeah sucks you had to sell, get rid of them but i mean yeah that's hard so you said you had wild caught before that so, so what do you I, I sold them to him, but anybody who, who knows the uh, the original startup of Slither Inc. back when, I ended up owning the animals again later on. 
Okay. So, but so those those were your first captive born retics. You said you had wild cuts up before yeah, that. Those were the first captive bred morph retics that we, that we ever. How had. how do you remember? How old were you when you got your first, let's say, wild cuts? And were you pretty young when you got them? Or yeah, I was probably yeah. thirteen or fourteen. Oh, Something like That's that. That's crazy. So yeah, wild caught. In there, shit, yeah, probably had to force feed them and, and they just nasty temperament had worms ticks they were it was it was, it was rough yeah that's that's definitely that's yeah. terrible that's like such a i don't i'm trying to remember like my first retic i think the first one i had was a tiger but the second one i got was a wild caught and it was yeah i thought i was so it was so awesome having a captive born baby you know and i was like uh baby kind of with it because it was so friendly ate great in this wild caught one with piss on you and shit on you and bite you and wouldn't eat and regurge and just it was like this is yeah. terrible it was horrible it was the Man, worst I'll, please try and bite me any any day of the week just don't piss on me not every time it, I, not every time i touch you like please don't do that it's Before. i've only i think i've only owned three or four probably well maybe like five wildcard retakes my whole life and it was i'm so glad i couldn't imagine like the guys like you that came up with primarily wild card a lot of wild card stuff or like Bob and Jay and Kevin with all these, oh man, there's no way I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to stick it out. Twinkie, Twinkie's sister was a nightmare. She was yeah, not a biter at all, but she would helicopter piss every time you touched her. Really? And yeah, so she was like from the time she was a, a fresh hatchling all the way up until she was about 15 feet or so. She was just every time you touched her, she was flagging wow. her tail and pissing everywhere. That's. And, uh, well, I don't was, think. I don't Twinkie. think I, most I people. I don't think most people know like the story about Twinkie. Like you, you and Samson, you guys bred her right or hatched her out right, or did you guys get we, her from uh, Allen City? We, we we bought the entire clutch. They were they were produced. Um, it was the first visuals produced from that from that that lineage of albino. That was from Amelia, mm -hmm. right? Wasn't that Amelia, the mom to those? I believe something like that. I believe I believe so. Um, I'll be honest, man. I, it's kind of sad, but I never even bought into that whole that whole uh, storyline behind it and all that kind of stuff. Really? Um, yeah that that was I'll, I'll be 100 percent honest. That was Samson's idea to buy those animals. The uh, at that point in time, we had tons of retics and projects going on. Yeah, kind of at my wits end. I was like, we have plenty of that. <laughs> if we if we can't be successful with what we have, we don't we don't need to be buying. Absolutely. And they wanted 25 grand for the for the whole clutch. And how many were in the clutch? Was it a decent clutch or? Yeah, there was uh, there were three. There was three normal amels, a tiger, and a super tiger. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, and there was a bunch of heads and and, and poshead stuff. But wow. the, uh, the the super tiger had an enlarged heart, so it, it never even made it. Past, not, past I forget. Was this wasn't this one of, if not the first amel clutch, or one of the first ones, right? These were the first visuals. Yeah, produced. that's what I thought. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, first captive visuals produced anyway, and uh, so at that point in time, I was raising up the uh, all the smaller stuff, and Samson had moved to Tennessee, and we were sending once they got up to close to breeding size, we were sending stuff up there. Okay, this, this was before I started traveling up there and working up there. So we were kind of, kind of, we were, we both had our own collections. Of both like really really big collections at the point in time and mm -hmm. he talked me into coming together as one entity and we were in the process of that and never actually fully entwined our collections all the way before he ended up getting in trouble and yeah 
and that the whole downfall of the first Slytherin. And that was right. that, was, that was when we parted ways. But uh, yeah, Twinkie was like every bit of 19 feet when we sent her out to Jay. But she wasn't named Twinkie though. No, we named her. I, I named her T Rex. That's sure. such a. I, I when we talked the other day, and we were. I remember you were telling me, and I'm like, man, that is such a cool name. That is. You 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 saw her in person, right? Oh, she's so, massive! Yeah, she's huge. She, she had she had that that massive head for her body size. Even even though she grew really fast, it's like you, if you power feed animals, they, yeah. their head tends to be really small compared to their neck and their and their body mass. But her head always fit her body when we had her. Yeah, and uh, she had really flat ocular scales on top, and it just made her look like a like a raptor almost. Yeah. Like when she was young, she looked aggressive. Like you looked at her and you're like, that's snake will bite your ass. She was, she was awesome. She was sweet though. Yeah, she was always sweet. She, she was uh I mean, I, I saw her twice. The first time I went out to California, we didn't get a mess with her. But the second time when I went out with Shane and Travis and we gotta like pull her out and like she looked I mean, she looked huge. Jay had her in that big display right in the shop when you walk into the zoo to the left the first time well both times. And then uh yeah, the second time we went in there when you pulled her out, like it's pretty pretty insane to see how big, like that snake really was. That, that's she was massive. Yeah, somebody sent me a picture. It was well after we we had sent her out there, but they, they sent me a picture and they had a tape measure around her midsection, and it was like thirty one inches. Like, that's that's, just, that's not well. That's what I was to say. Like, I mean, I've seen some big. I mean, I I've seen. Um, when Jim Gaspar was around, he had Twiggy, that giant, like 21, a huge tiger. And mm -hmm. then I saw Chad, uh, Chad S., who had uh, probably still the longest, it, the big Sula. It was huge. But the weight was nowhere near. Twinkie was just, I mean, mm -hmm. I have pretty big thighs. And, like, that snake's <laughs> thigh was, or that snake's midsection just was never seen anything like it. It was, it was unreal. unreal. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was I crazy. Can, I can't imagine the amount of food she had to have eaten out there. I just, I can't like the, the feeding regimen must have been yeah. astonishing. Well, and then didn't the male, wasn't the male like 19 feet too, right? The brother he was, he, was, he was huge big, too. Yeah. He, he wasn't that big, but he, he was big. That's a big male though. That's, that's freaking humongous, man. Well, what happened was uh, when, when we decided, when I decided to call it quits and, and got, I got out of snakes completely for about two years at that point in time because everything had just gotten overwhelming and, mm -hmm. and at one point in time we had about 900 animals all together. We had, that's, that's, we that's, had five adult pairs of croc monitors we had i mean we had caiman we had burmese a uh, bunch of different boas I mean, we, had, we had a ton of animal and a uh 3500 3, building that was just wall-to-wall -wall cages and was it just you and Samson, or did you guys have other people there working too, or what? Uh, there was there was a third silent partner who's never really been in the uh, the public gotcha. or or snake whatever. He was just a uh, more of an investor anyway. Um, so really, two guys for the most part then. So it was pretty much two guys, and Samson never did anything but feed feed everything. How the it, hell it, could you like, even? Well, we 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 did have full time employees. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We had a couple okay. of full time. There was at one point in time, the most we ever had was three full time employees. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, how the hell are you doing that? Like by yourself? There'd be no way. There'd be no way you could primarily do that by yourself. It, it would. It would literally take a twelve hour day just to clean water bowls. Like to go through and just clean water bowls. God and, damn. And a whole another twelve hour day to feed and feed and feed. Like that just sucks the fun out of it. Completely. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I can imagine why, like you said, you cut out for a little bit. I can imagine that would be if that's yeah. part of the reason why. But even with wholesale purchases, we were we were spending about five grand a month on just feeders. Jesus, like, man. Our power bill was like 
anywhere from three to four grand. Oh my god! And you said what was it? Thirty five hundred square feet or so? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, uh, dude. It was just too much. It took all the fun out of it. Yeah, it really, it really I can did. imagine. So that's that. It was a it was a valuable learning experience, though. I had a lot of a lot of successes, and that's kind of what I contribute a lot of my success now as a breeder too. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you have a pair of animals and you try and you try and breed them and you, you do your cycling all that kind of stuff, uh, your feeding, you you learn a lot from from a couple of animals. But if you have three hundred animals, yeah, and you learn three hundred times faster. Right. You, know, you you make all your mistakes faster. You you know everything just comes comes on like a like an avalanche. So yeah. that's that's kind of where I learned everything now, and that's why I refuse now to have my collection be too far out of control. It's like if I can't take care of it myself, I don't want it. Yeah. Like, I don't well, want and it's a different time now too. Like I'm sure back then, I mean, it wasn't even like you have so many more high powered, you know, stack gene animals where you don't need yeah. two Absolutely. tigers, two hats. This I mean, you could get a five G tiger female now, which basically 100%. replaces five other six other snakes. You know, that's you know, I get a lot of people that always, oh man, come over to the house and they're picking up a snake, and it's oh man, I can't wait to have this many snakes, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't even have, I mean, I don't have that many, but I, I'm like at my max. Like, I really don't want much more than what I have. Like, what I have now, I could realistically clean top to bottom, all the babies, everything, probably in a 10-hour period, everything. Right. Much more than that, I, I, if I had another 10 or 15 snakes, bigger adults, no way. I'd be done. There'd be no way I'd even want that. That's, that's where I am. I've got a certain number of occasion, and I know that. I can I can let things get a little bit too far gone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I've got family in town or yeah. something like that going on, and then I can get out there and, and bust ass and clean everything, mm-hmm. and I can do a really good job and get it all clean in one real long day. It's that's a sucky day though, but it's, it's, it's better to break it up and do it, you know, little bits here and there. Over yeah. week. But you know, if you have to, I know that one good day I can get in there and clean all the water bowls, clean all yeah. the bed, you know, like wipe yeah, it down. It's a lot of work, man. That's a lot of people I don't think, you know, there's a lot of people that get in that always talk to me and always, I'm sure they message you too, the same type of people. And man, how do I, how do I get a collection like that? Or I can't wait to have a collection this big. And it's, <laughs> it's fun, but there, there's a lot of people too, I think start from zero. They'll buy one retick or it's no, re- they go one retick to 15 to 30. It's, it, that's a lot to go. I mean, how many guys have you seen coming to this hobby, spend a ton of money, buy a ton of retics and then they're out in, in a year because it's, <laughs> Same same thing I did on a on a on a smaller scale. Really, it's uh yeah. you know you just get overwhelmed and it takes all the joy out of it. And yeah. what it's, it it takes away from your success too because you're you're trying to focus on just giving the proper care to animals and you're not able to go above and beyond and actually get eggs in the incubator. Right. You know what I mean? If you if you don't focus on on the core group that you really need to, and you're you're just doing so much other stuff, you, you're not you're not ever going to get the clutches you want to make. Right, you know, you'll have successes here and there just because of the sheer number of animals. But it, it's way better to have a smaller collection that you can take. Yeah, care of, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I've I've noticed that even here in my collection, like I have a, quite a few of a bigger animals. You know, nothing crazy, but enough to where it's like it's hard to focus. Not that I would want ten adult, twelve adult females will give me uh, eggs, but I mean, just the amount of time it would take to get them all to go and fo- there'd be no way to focus. There's just so much. Like I would it's, four or five females, three, four, five females somewhere in there to me is like for well, me, perfect ideal. I, so. I, a couple of years, like a couple of years ago, I went ahead and pushed it kind of hard and I made a, 
11 clutches in a, in a season Damn. and doing everything by myself. And, uh, you know, it was a great year. And I was like, man, this, this is, this is amazing. I tried, I tried for 12 clutches. I missed on the baton. I got every other clutch I tried to hit. Like literally every other yeah. single clutch I, I tried, I got, and it was the best year I've ever had. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you've got 600 babies that you have to take care of. And I had a terrible year, year the next year. Yeah, because I was taking care of so much work on the babies. Yeah, that's right. I tell people that's that's where I feel like I get the most headaches is the babies. Like I love looking at them, but the 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 babies are the worst. They've I mean, because I do paper. I'm sure if I, you know, I've thought about going to like ARS or Freedom Breeder with the deli cups and the substrate, make it a little easier on my life where I can spot clean. But I know I don't like that. So it's constant water bowl flips. It's crumpled up paper. They do. It's just a nightmare. You know, it's. With with the animals I've got, somebody actually asked me today. So I, I did a, a rough rough count. I you know within probably ten animals or so, I've, I've got around 120 snakes right now. That's and babies and adults and everything. Babies, or babies and ev- all the clutches that you know yeah. the clutches that I've hatched, the adults. Not counting what's in the incubator right now. Okay. Um, but just hatched animals, like animals that are that I'm having to take care of, clean water bowls, feed that kind of stuff. And uh, so of those animals, it only takes me about 45 minutes to feed all my adults. You know what I mean? And then it takes me six or seven hours to go through and feed the baby rat. Yeah. And people don't realize that, man. It's like, But you feed all frozen thought for your babies, right? I know that was the thing. I, I refuse to most. Use I don't use live for anything. Now, what's your reasoning behind that? I'm just curious, like, why I just don't like feeding? Or is it hard to get live feeders by I you? Don't, or? I don't like taking care of live feeders. Okay. You know what I mean? I. I have no no moral qualms with feeding yeah live hoppers and that kind of stuff to to baby snakes like that's yeah. a food cycle it is what it is um i i do have a problem with feeding like rabbits like live yeah. oh yeah to, oh yeah to, to ocelots you know what i mean i'm not i'm not going to risk a, a nasty bite to a, to an ocelot yeah with a with a live feeder a three dollar rabbit to a twenty five thousand dollar snake it's like why even just, you know after you after you feed yeah. Ten or fifteen thousand feeders over the years to uh, to animals. It's like I don't need to see any more yeah, get, get choked. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. I'm, I'm over that. I'm, I'm well well past that enjoyment of hobby. Absolutely, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see them eat. I mean, that's part of the reason I think we get into snakes. I mean, it's seeing them eat a kill and take down a big animal is is pretty awesome. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It really. You've is. seen it a few times. It's like okay. Yeah, you, you know what they do. You know how but, it works. But if they leave frozen thawed, and <laughs> right? I've found that ninety nine point nine nine percent of snakes will take frozen thawed. You just mm-hmm. got you just got to figure out how to how to address it and get them to take it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I, you know, I, the frozen thawed thing. Like, I, I would love it. I'm sure I could do it. I just, I'm luckily I found a guy that's literally on my way home from work that does live, and I'll just swing by and hey, I need seventy five pups. Mm-hmm. Charge me a dollar twenty-five a pup. Pick them up, come home, can just throw them all in, and I don't have check on them that night. And usually they're all gone by the time I go to bed, which uh, makes an- my life a little easier. Another side aspect of it too is I, I, I really like most people that, that buy animals from me know that I, I cannot stand selling fresh hatchlings. I really like selling really well-started animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't, I, I just don't want to hear about, hey, this thing won't eat for me. You know what I mean? It's like I, I want I want to know that, that thing's gonna snatch a frozen dog feeder off right. top. Somebody when somebody tries to give it to him. Yeah. And uh 
you know, you have enough people you send you an email or a text and say, "Hey, this thing won't eat for me. Is it, what do you recommend I try?" It's like I only want to, I only want to deal with that. You know, I'm happy to answer questions for people, but at the same time, it's like if you can completely write that out of your breeders' your, your repertoire, mm-hmm. get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Lot, just kind of contributes to that. It, it creates a pickier snake, in my opinion. Now, do you think the feeding live? I mean, I've heard, I've personally never noticed it, but do you believe that like feeding a live feeder makes a more aggressive animal? Because I know there's breeders that feed primarily live stuff all the time, and I've always wondered because I've never been one. I feed the baby sometimes live, or mostly get them started on live, then I switch over as quick as possible. Possible, but always wondered like what other people thought on that. If if that's the know. case. I don't know, man. I think I just think snake genetics have more to deal with than it that than anything. Really? Um, yeah, I think so. I, th- I think the retics are smart enough to to know food source. Right. And it's like it's like the whole tap training thing. I think I think once they get to a point to where they they understand tap training, they understand uh, mm-hmm. that it's not time to feed. It doesn't matter if you feed them live or or, or frozen thawed or any, yeah. any of. Um, I. It's an interesting thought. I won't. I won't say it's not possible, but I, I always I, wondered because I, I've. I, I mean, I've seen things on other forums with other snakes, and I've seen people mention it about the retics too. And it's oh, you know, if you feed them live all the time, they're going to be more aggressive. And I, I might could see that with a, with a different species, maybe maybe a different species that I don't know as well. I, I could yeah. see. I could see it for sure. But with retics, I just don't. I don't really believe it. I think they're they're intelligent enough to to uh, make make the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's like they they don't really see us as a food source. They see first movement and mm-hmm. that stuff as a food source. They're an apex predator in their environment. But once they get tapped on their nose and you finally break their feed response, then I just don't think there's any difference with what they're eating. Yeah. It's crazy stuff, man. So let's uh, let's talk about the ocelots, man. What's the story? So what's the actual story on the ocelot stuff? I mean, I've seen some posts on how it got started. I know, well, I'll let you explain it. So how did that get over into the U.S.? Kind of what was the story on the whole ocelot? So, so, so that's what you're like, that's the thing, man. That's the hot snake, and so you're the god of ocelots. It is by far the the best gene to hit retics since I've been keeping retics. Like, I, I love, like, I, I remember the the shock and awe when I, when I saw my first golden child in person. Mm-hmm. And and all that kind of stuff. When I got my first Sunfire, the first first purple tiger, even you know, it's just like some of these base things that that people look at today, and it's, they won't even they wouldn't even want to keep one. But man, right. I, I remember when that was unattainable. You know what I mean? It hadn't even been made yet. So looking back at it, um, all these other morphs are amazing. But if you've seen an ocelot fired up in person, there's there's nothing else like it. It just does it for me, it's man. Pretty, it's very pretty impressive snake, yeah, they're, for they're sure, crazy. man. Crazy. The, the color, just the color palette is just insane. On those things. When they, when do 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 most of them go get that silver, or is there a, is there every, a range? There's there's definitely a range. There is a range, but I've I've noticed that the the het caramel stuff is when it when it uh when it fires up is just like the the how clean the sides are and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. It doesn't even look real when they when they when they light up. They look like Carolina blue almost. With the right lighting. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So the the wild caught male was found in central Java. Um, I don't even remember exactly what year. Maybe I'm gonna assume maybe 2000 and 
2012 or so. Um, it was acquired by the Prestasi farm that Michael Cole is affiliated with over in Indonesia. And they bred it to one of their F1 orange glows that they produced. You know, they, they made the first orange glows and then mm -hmm. imported as a caramel into the, into the U S and, uh, but those first orange glows they, they've got that are het white, they bred that male to. So they made offspring that were 100% het for the, the ocelot rainbow at the time, is what Michael Cole named it. And either het for caramel or het for white, because the, the mother was an orange glow. Right. They also bred it to a uh, pure Kiowati female, you know, Kiowati's super dwarf. But none of those made it over to the States, unfortunately. I was just going to ask, I don't remember any of those coming over. Yeah. Um, so what, what happened was a lot of the bigger breeders that looked at the picture of the original wild caught male didn't really believe that it was a, a pure tip. They thought it was a uh, they thought it was a, a, a hoax or a hybrid of some kind that they were trying to pass off as a much more valuable animal. And they just thought the whole the whole thing was a scheme for uh, for the people overseas to, to make a lot of money on something that wasn't even a, a real project. And that picture that I, I'm pretty sure is the one. There's like one or two I think that float around, but there's that one real well-known one where it's like the green or the trees behind it, and it's kind of yeah. and it, it looks, looks it's it looks super grain it looks super grainy and it just doesn't it doesn't look right and it just yeah it's uh, right it, it looks photoshopped you know what yeah, I mean and you, look, you look at the animal's head it, it doesn't it doesn't even look like a like a pure no. pick but I I saw some other pictures of it. And I was like, man, that, that's that's real. I, yeah. I, I have to have my hands on on that project. Um, so Michael Cole originally, uh, I believe, it was six pairs of those double heads came into the country. Um, and like I was saying, they they weren't received very well, man. They they were only priced at thirty five hundred dollars a pair, which is astounding. I mean, that's nothing. They were dirt cheap, and maybe they priced them too low. You know what I mean? Like on, on the on the wholesale list when they came into the country, maybe they were priced too low, and that kind of added to the fire that maybe mm -hmm. people thought they weren't a legitimate thing. And uh, so I was able to, to to trade for a pair with some stuff that I hatched out with uh, with Mike Cole because he used to export a bunch of retics back then too, back over to Indonesia and then such. And uh, I was able to get a pair. Jeff Wilson was able to get a pair. And Eric Keister was able to get a pair, and uh, he got his directly from from Michael Cole. Um, Jeff and I ordered ours at the same time, so we we both got a, a pair at the same time, and that left a couple of pairs sitting there with Mike, and they were for sale for a long time, and nobody bought them. I remember seeing them. I remember seeing them, and I, I so, thinking back like, man, fuck, should have should have spent the money, got a pair yeah. of them. <laughs> so I. So I ended up working out with Mike and I, I got those other pairs and I was going to try and sell some of them. And I had them for sale for a good while for not much more than 30, you know, the, the, uh, $3,500 yeah. and just trying to move them and basically trying to just recoup some of the money, you know, I had invested in mine with stuff that I didn't sell or whatever. So later on, I eventually bought them. I, I took control of those and, and ownership of those animals. And, uh, and, Man, lightning struck. <laughs> and, uh, so Eric Keister bred his. He got uh, white animals, and he made the first and only double uh, rainbow animal. 
which is the uh, the white one that Samson has now. Samson. But he wasn't the first one to make them, though. No, no, no. Prehistoric pets hatched them first. Jay, Jay made them first, but didn't he? Didn't he miss the first? Didn't he try one year, the first year, and miss on them or something like that? Or he? That so he, he tried. He tried one year, um, and I, I actually had several pairs, and I, I knew Tim was Tim was breeding them. So back then, Jay and I were on pretty good terms. Mm -hmm. We've done a ton of business in the in the past, and uh, I I sent a pair back out there to prehistoric pets to work with to kind of kind of level my odds a little bit. I was like, yeah. if, if I miss on mine, you know, I'm pretty confident they'll get them bred. Right. And uh, and uh, yeah, they they missed the first year. I don't even remember the, the the full details. The female that I had out there hadn't hadn't bred yet, and uh, I ended up. I ended up getting them back when the band band came through. You know, I just contacted Jay and I was like, "Look, man, I'm I'm all for the breeding loan situation, but the you know, uh, I'd be stuck not having them. I can't, I can't let them get stuck out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I, I plan to pursue breeding retics, even though they're they're doing you know the the no interstate transport that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and I don't want my animals landlocked out there. Right. He, he was a little upset about it, but I mean, uh, what can little, you do? We, we had we had some words about it, and he. We came to an agreement and they sent them back to me <laughs> but uh but yeah so I, I ended up long term with with three pairs uh samson bought the pair from eric keister and the offspring because eric mm -hmm. was getting out of retics i think he just fell out of love with, with retic stuff yeah which is crazy you know he got his hands on the, on the best project out and but your heart is what your heart is you yeah know? i mean you can't fight that yeah, uh, I, I think part of it too is he was planning on I think moving out of the country or something. That's like that. what I thought. I heard that he was and trying to leave. I don't. I don't think leave. he wanted to landlock him out of the states either. You know, I think it's, he he knew it was better for him to be here in the states. Yeah. As far as breeding goes, um, Jeff Wilson traded his pair to prehistoric pets. He got cold feet before they got produced. That's how Jay got his his first pair. Yeah. Um. Uh, he traded for a whole bunch of titanium stuff, and I. I told him I was, like, I was like Jeff, don't do it. But he he literally didn't didn't think it was going to prove out either. After he had them for a while, because the heads are cool, but they're not crazy. Yeah, they're subtle, but, very subtle looking, little different. There's there's very 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 uh, kind of predictable markers. I feel like now that I've seen now that I've hatched mm -hmm. out, you know, six clutches of heads and uh, and a couple of clutches with pos heads and stuff. So I, I feel like I, I can pick them out really well now. Yeah, maybe mid. Maybe as well as Tim O'Reilly, I hope. <laughs> well, you guys made more. You've, you've made more, right? Than I mean, the, counting the heads more than Jay and more than I, I've made more hundred percent heads for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. As far as I know, I'm the first one to breed a visual male rainbow since the wild caught male. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, right. Damn, dude. That's that's one thing I am pretty good at is getting a, getting a male up a size fast and. That's awesome. And then, in. and then, when did you make your? When did you hatch your first? Uh, Visuals. So mine, mine hatched in uh, 2019. I'm trying to trying to remember the month. Um, I remember when you hatched. I remember when you hatched them. It, I don't remember March? what month. I don't remember the month. But I remember you sent me the pictures. It was a spring clutch, I believe. Yeah. So they, they've got. Wasn't it right after Tinley? Wasn't it right after a Tinley or somewhat around a Tinley? I think it was like right. At Tenley, that's yeah. what I was saying, man. I, that's a. Uh, I was talking to you earlier about because I think you were saying you weren't sure if you were going to come, right? Wasn't that part of the thing? You weren't sure if you were going to come because that clutch every, was due. Every major show I have ever set myself up to go to, 
I end up with a clutch hatching that weekend or a clutch being laid. And it's always like, you can ask, you can ask Brittany. It's always a shit show with me. Yeah. Sp- stressing out over what's going yeah, on with what are we doing with the baby? It, right. Like, right. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. going to lay eggs. But yeah, yeah. So, like, I was, I was scheduled to go to that Tenley, not to, not to set up, but I was going to go just to go. And man, of course, the eggs got the eggs got laid. I did the math, and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, that that you got to stay home for that. That's a clutch you definitely don't want to don't want to skip out on because you didn't even know there could have been couldn't there have possibly been caramels or albinos they, or you know, they were they were hundred percent double heads. I didn't know if they were going to be caramel or uh, or white or orange glows in the clutch at all. Yeah. We were still trying to pinpoint what everything was at that point. Now right. I, I know what all my heads are now. Um, now that everything's gone through and that, that's the the big thing that kind of sets me apart with the whole project and gives me kind of an edge i guess um obviously prehistoric pets is doing their thing um they're they're already putting combos on the ground and that kind of stuff that, that tiger that, that tiger is impressive man it it was but that wasn't really my initial goal though no, I know. Like, like you you know you've known me well enough mm-hmm. along, along the years it's like my goal was to make a caramel I mean, I still think that's going to be the combo. I, I I don't even know, I don't even know what you can go past that. Like, what's going? I mean, I guess we say that every time something really killer gets made. Like, what's going to make this better? What can beat that? But uh, deep down, that's one of those things I truly don't know. Can you beat that snake? Like, will a caramel just deep a caramel ocelot? Down inside, that's that's what I want to hang my hat on, man. As, as like my my breeding career goes, it's like I really want to make the first caramel caramel ocelot. And there's a there's a there's a giant mountain to climb to get there still, but it's uh. It's well, you're a not you're not far off now, right? I mean, we'll, we'll see. You know, you, you never know. Cross some fingers for yeah. you. I mean, that's it's gonna good. be because those are due when October, right? Uh, right around Tinley? Yeah, a couple of days before Halloween. Oh, so after Tinley. Good, good. I think just after Tinley, yeah. Man. Good, uh, but yeah, that's going to be... The amount of days you have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I know. But I think this so is the clutch to do it what, if it's going to happen. What's crazy is it, it Kevin almost almost was, you know, possibly could have beat me to it with, uh, with some of my animals that I've got up there. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody's pretty familiar with 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 uh, nerd having some of my animals they're working with up there, and they they produced visual ocelots a couple of times. Um, he actually made the first male for me. He beat me to him with uh, with that stuff. Yeah. So uh, he had a visual male that was pos het for sixty six percent pos het for caramel or. Uh, white. We didn't know which. It could have been either or neither. And he bred it to one of the original import females that came from Prestasi and made orange glows and not one single visual. 40 eggs. That's unbelievable, man. So that is like a kick in from, the balls. From, from a visual to a double. Right. Nonetheless. You know what I mean? Like crazy. There was a there was you know, I, I did double head to double head and made 11 in in my first clutch. Wow. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Out of out of how many I was gonna say how many eggs were that? Thirty three eggs. But so, what's what's so crazy 30. about the whole the whole project in general is everybody everybody's like, man, the future is double and triple recessive and, and there's no arguing that, man, because if you look at the history of this Ocelot project, the Rainbow Project, 
there's I, I can I can add up pretty well in my head. There's been over 500 eggs produced worldwide between all the people that have their hands in the project between Bungie over in uh, Indo, mm -hmm. prehistoric pets. Samson had a big clutch. Uh, Eric Keister before him with that pair. Um, there's been 500 eggs made that had the potential to make double visual ocelots and no there's only one oh, white, just, uh, white face yep kevin kevin made an orange glow in his first clutch that he made with my heads but it, it was dead in the egg it didn't make it so i mean but but you're looking at 500 eggs chances um, yeah i mean that's pretty extreme like had, 500 look how long it took to make an albino anthrax yeah that's true you know what I mean? That's what was true. Like, what was it like eighteen years? <laughs> yeah, something like that. But then you got guy, you got you, it's all. Luck. I mean, a lot of it, like you said, it's, it's luck though. I mean, you got then you got the guys like Travis who made a triple recessive in one breeding, like hundred percent, hundred one in like hundred and twenty six odds, and you hit two of them. You know? he, can he can literally make that breeding ten more times and not hit that animal again, for sure. It's it's unreal. That's what I love. Like I, that's yeah. I mean, that's what I'm. That's where I'm at in my personal collection. Is I, there's a lot of stuff we talked before. Like I'm gonna start phasing some stuff out. I think and just one, I want to do a little more monitor stuff. I think now, but two, I think I do want to try to focus on my double double hat or double recessive, triple recessive stuff. I think is really that's the future. I mean, that's the way to do it. It's 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 the only way to to protect what you're doing. Right. It's, it's so hard to do it. It's uh. I mean, even if somebody else makes it, they may not make it again. Right, you know, right. It's going to take them a long time to make it again. You just have to you have to work and cut your odds down. Like, that's what I yeah. did. I made I made a uh, a couple of male ocelots that were poshet caramel. I uh, I tried breeding and missed. I missed twice on proving one out to be a, a het caramel, and then I finally struck gold with one. Mm. So my last chance at a visual male to prove het caramel proved. And uh, and then it's 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 a wrap from there. Hopefully, yeah. as long as, as long as things go things go well. This is it, man. I'm I'm I got my my thoughts on. It. I think you're gonna do very well with that clutch. So I, I like think I think it's few, there. I think it's there this time. I, I have a few of them. This is this is it. This is gonna be like the culmination of that that whole project for you. So for sure. At least I'm hoping. I'd love to see you do it before anybody else does. You deserve it before anybody I, else does it. So I, I've got all the tools waiting. To, to make you know other other morph combo stuff i've got phantom head males that are ready i've got mm -hmm. some double head ogs uh, well that's gonna be my next thing is what after i know that's like what you're focusing on is the the caramel what's uh well, what do you what's your route after that what are you trying to do ogs i think ogs would be not not to be ridiculous about it but i'm dead set on making orange glows too the uh i a, a small part of me wonders if an orange glow is actually going to look better than the caramel um yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be tough. I think they're both going to have their place, for I, sure. After that, my biggest goal is the uh, the OGS, with with or without Sunfire. I think it's going to mm -hmm. be a phenomenal animal. That's where I put all my breeding efforts into. It's, uh, the Phantom's cool, but that was more of a uh, that was just a, a byproduct, basically. You know, I, I had the cow sun, the sun cow female that I bred the male to. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to make the doublehead OGS stuff. Now, yeah. what is your thought on? You think cow ocelot's going to look any weird, different? You think that's going to? It's such I, an extreme looking animal. I don't know. I I'll certainly try and make it just out of curiosity. I think, but uh, that wasn't my intention. 
Right. Um, I, I just don't know. I know. I mean, I mean, imagine a imagine a, a cow 100% head ocelot or a cow ocelot breeder male to have you know on hand. It would be cool to see like if a cow were to get like spots, but they're those blue silvery spots. But, Can you imagine but, that? Like just like literally the color palette, man. Like GC is about as extreme of a color variant as I can, as I can, uh, yeah. compare to the ocelot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's possible. You know I mean, yeah, look, definitely... look at the GC cow is, is very noticeable, you know, compared to other cows. It's right. the only thing that really stands out a hundred percent. Well, even like the anthrax cow, you don't, I mean, minus the black eyes, I don't really, I mean, granted there hasn't been a ton made, but that's really the only the sign. Only real, the only real sign. cow. Yeah, like, black the, eyes. The Moschino that I made, the, the eye was yeah. the, only, the only thing you could tell with. Yeah. And with the, with the ocelot, I don't I don't think that would be a tail on a cow, to be honest. So yeah. I don't know if you'd even be able to to distinguish what they are. Um, uh, but you never a, know. Yeah, that's true. Never, OGS never is going to be that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, that's that's going to be a wonderful combo. I think I really do. I got just the I, I got a strong feeling about that one. Yeah. Because you have now your hats, because you did, uh, you have OGS or double head ocelot OGS that are what a year old now or so, right? Uh, right. A little over eleven months, right okay. out of you. Yeah. So you're. I'm not. I'm not counting days or anything. You're get, You're getting there. I mean, year by year. So. Yeah. What uh, outside of the ocelot stuff? What is your like? What's your? What do you think is your next like favorite project? I know you're f- really focused on the ocelot stuff, but like. Is there anything else? Are you still really trying with the pecan stuff? I know you kind of. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm definitely gonna try and get her to cycle this year. She's uh, she's due. She's been a. This snake's been a handful, man. She's she's been a curiosity along the way. Um, she's what you bred her twice so far, right? But she just. So yeah, um, you're you're. I'm sure you've seen it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, young females, right around that three year mark, three and a half year mark, will go through a period where they they fall cycle. And I've seen it dozens of times where they go through, they go off food, they look like they start to swell up a little bit, not quite the same, but as like a you know a fully mature female. Right. Uh, you'll you'll put the males in there, and the males will be interested because they are hormonal, but they never go receptive and and actually let the male lock up. And you know, the males will try for a little while because there's hormones, but then they give up, and then they'll just go lay in the corner and and. They like a like an older female. The male you won't leave her alone. He's, right, he's on her nonstop. Nonstop. He sleeps with her. You know, if she crawls the other side of the cage, he follows her. That kind of stuff. So with the younger females, a lot of times they'll they'll do that false cycle and then go back on food a couple of months later and, mm-hmm. and never go through it. But I've noticed if you if you continue the the normal feeding cycle as if they bred, you know, get them back on food, start them off slow, work them up towards that push right before it's breeding season again. They'll cycle almost exactly a year after that point. Oh, really? Yeah. And and then you usually get a pretty good pretty good clutch out of it, you know, right around the four year mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is more, a more natural breeding age, I think, than, than most people shoot for around three. Everybody thinks you can breed or take at three, and that's not all. That's not really the case. <sighs> I've never had like I've never even had. I've had I think one female locked up just under four, like I just think under it, four and. I think it's genetics more than anything. Um, I think there are breeder regimens that you can you can try and work them. You can give them the best chance to cycle at that right. age, but it, it's not common. It really yeah. isn't. If you have hundreds of animals, there's going to be a small percentage that actually breed around three years old. 
I think Shane's got the youngest that I've heard of, right? Didn't he have a female go at like locking up at two and a half or three and if she laid a clutch under four years old or something crazy like yeah, that? Yeah, I've something weird. The the sun the sun cow that I bred to the ocelot, she was uh thirty seven months old. When she laid or when she bred? When she laid. Really? And her sister that I sold to Thomas Williams laid like a month and a half or maybe two months earlier. Holy cow. So sisters and he, he fed her like he fed her up. She's a big girl. Yeah. She laid like Damn. twenty more eggs than mine. <laughs> Holy shit. So that just goes to show you it's not really a food regimen. You know what I mean? It's like right. he, he fed her, she's three or four feet longer than mine, probably, and a good bit heavier. And uh, you know, she's a stout animal. Yeah, twenty something more eggs than mine, but they both bred within like a month and a half of each other. Early. So I think it's more genetic than it actually is. How uh, how big is that pecan? She's got to be good size now, right? I mean, she's got to be every bit of sixteen, seventeen foot. Really? Yeah, she's funny. Uh, she'll she's she's uh she'll eat pigs one day and then run from them the next day and want a rabbit. And then she'll want a rabbit, and then she'll want a rabbit, but won't eat a second small rabbit. She wants a rabbit, and then a guinea pig. Don't you dare let her see a guinea pig. If you let her see a guinea pig, she won't eat any, anything but a guinea pig for the next four months. <laughs> really? That would suck, man. That would she's, be so she's, terrible. She's been a pain in the ass. So I bred her, and I don't know if it was actually a false cycle like I was talking about, because she was between three and three and a half years old. Like she went through all the signs. I thought, I thought it was going to happen. And uh, I, I ran a young cow that I had produced to her and he was barely like 10 months old or so at the time. And uh, it was a risk, but I was like, man, I was going for a swing for the fences and they locked up quite a few times. She went off food, she did her thing and then nothing, nothing ever happened. She just went back on food. And so that, that's, that's what I mean. It was like a, basically a, a, a false cycle. Everything right. was indicative that she was going to breed and ovulate and do her thing. I was like, like daily staring at the cage. Like, so she looked like she was going <laughs> to Yep. The body mass just kind of disappeared. She went back to looking normal and started hammering food. Damn. And, uh, so the next year she, she bred, I bred one of the double head male ocelot imports to her. And, uh, um, I didn't have a ocelot visual that was old enough. I knew he was too young. He was only like seven and a half months old. Shane would have done it <laughs> and probably been successful. Yeah, yeah. But but I, w I went with the uh, the double head and I was like, you know what? I feel like I can pick the heads up and it's worth it to me. I don't care if I sell any or not. I'll just right. I'll hold what I want to hold on to. And, and I wasn't really concerned with sales, so I didn't mind them being posets. And uh, she slugged, of course, which really made no sense. The male was prime prime age you know in great shape um and she laid a big old pile of slugs heartbreaking Fuck, man yeah, god that was terrible so i gave her a full full season off after that um she probably would have cycled again but i, I gave her a full season off i didn't want to want to breed her again that that year and then this this year is the year i'm 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 really trying hard this year. And you're planning on the top secret, or are you still going to plan to do an ocelot? Or no, I'm going to breed. I'm going to breed the heck caramel ocelot to her. There you go. That's, uh, man, that's, yeah. that's what I'm doing now, man. I'm Hell I'm down yeah. to where I've only got uh, one other breeder male in my collection, and he's young, and it's that purple sun tiger uh, rax male. Nice, nice. And I think he's breedable now, but 
So what's your thought on the Bacon stuff? You know, I know, you know, overseas those guys are they're seem to be cranking out some morphs now. I've seen like the Motleys and the the whatever the weird wasn't it like some weird OGS thing they made and I, I don't I don't wanna sound I don't wanna sound negative or people think oh he's bitter because he didn't do it or whatever, but I was not impressed with the uh, with the cow breeding to the pecan. Yeah, I'm I love that it proved compatible. I was onto that one. I felt like it was compatible. I've been saying it for years. I was gonna say I remember me and you talking back, and you you were that's what one of the first things you was, said when is she was still a young animal. I was looking at it. I was like, she's a perfect mix between a, a, yeah. a really nice looking hogs and a phantom. You yeah, I mean, I mean you could totally see it in that snake, so it's not that you, much of a surprise, really. You look, you look at the super, and it's just like, man, I can see it. You know, it, yeah. it just made sense they were going to be compatible. I don't think yeah. it was. I don't think it was really a surprise to anybody that it proved out. Right. So. After seeing it, though, it's like the I don't, I don't, remember, I don't even know what they call them. I, I, I haven't even paid that much attention to it. The uh, the OGS, yeah, pecan stuff. Yeah, I don't know what they call, it, but it's it's weird. It's interesting looking. It's it not. Looks like, as, it looks like an interesting platy OGS. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's cool, but it, it's not. It's nothing that's like groundbreaking that, that I, I wish I had been the first to make or anything. Right. Like that. I mean, I think it's good to know now that we see that, like, kind of like, man, maybe don't go that route. There's, I think there's way cooler. Obviously, Ocelot, I think, would be if, the, if you best track, of the best. It's funny. If you track my breeding career, I've I, had way more world seconds than I do world firsts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, I've always, I've always, man, no matter what I do, Tim O'Reilly beats me to everything. He's the uh, man. Tim it, is the man. Yeah. I mean, you know what? If if you're second place to Tim O'Reilly, man, wear it like a there's no, there's worse places to be. That's for sure. So. Be proud, right? So, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. This is one of those things. Um, with the pecan, though, I think I think not so much the pecan ocelot or the pecan head ocelot stuff that uh, that I'm after, but it's the the next tier. It's like I think the. Uh, the super pecan ocelot is going to be a really spectacular animal. Yeah, um, yeah that's what with, I was thinking. With or that. without caramel, caramel may even take away from it when you start adding more than one or two genes to it. It, it may or may not be a bonus. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to find out. But that that's my goal is to to get get towards the uh, the super pecan ocelot visual. We need some of that pecan stuff. I mean, it is cool. Like it Jeez. was like it was the baddest stuff until. Like Ocelot stuff started getting. I mean, I remember everybody was going nuts over the pecan, and then once Ocelot came, it's like, well, <laughs> it's cool. It is cool, but yeah, it's almost it's a pattern. My, my so my whole thing so far is with the pecan project is all the pictures I've seen. I don't like anything more than just a straight super super pecan, right? It's, just a straight super pecan, nothing else to it. The uh, the platinums and the motley stuff they added to it overseas was pretty mm-hmm. cool. But yeah. I still think I, I like the the original Super Pecan better. Like when I when I saw that when Mike sent me that first picture and said, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Man, I have to have that animal." I yeah. almost had I almost had him. By the way, I uh, so Mike Mike sent me that first picture, and uh, I was the one that unveiled it publicly to the world when when I Mike asked me if I would go ahead and do that on, on yeah. big forums and let everybody know about the project. So he sent me that picture, told me about it. They uh, they had that super male and the sister that I got. And those were the only two animals in the clutch. They only had three eggs making in the clutch. A normal, the female that I got, and the super, super pecan male. Super, yeah. 
And I was like, man, I, I have to have that. Like, what, huh. what do I do? And I, I offered him a considerable amount of money and half of every clutch I produced with him. Damn. Because Mike was, you know, capable of exporting all the animals, and we had done a lot of business. And, and he was like, man, that's a that's a very fair offer. They sent it across, and they were like, they're just not quite ready to ready to pull the trigger yet. They want to keep him. And I was like, man, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I, I can't really... I can't really offer more than that. You know what I mean? It's like, like that's, that's a, uh, that's a hell of an offer. Yeah. Really. You know, if that, if that snake produced 10 clutches, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars of animals, you know, and that kind of stuff. Right. right. So I, it just didn't quite work out. And then all of a sudden the band talk came around and we realized we were going to lose importation. And, yeah. and then they hit me up and they're like, oh, they'll, they'll let him go. They'll sell him. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, because this like, is it. This is it. Let's. I was like, all right, let's do it. Set it up. And uh, nope, could not get the paperwork lined up in time. Damn. Yep. He I remember got, you tell. I remember he, you telling me that, right? He would have gotten here the day after the ban went into effect. Is where he would have came into Miami, and there was no way to do it legally. So damn, dude. He got, he got landlocked out of the out of the states. It's crazy. So, I mean, not the worst thing. If, no, if I mean. She'll ever breed having an adult. You got her, get one fertile clutch out of her. Yeah. I mean, really, that's all. So she's there, and she is a typical October breeder. So everybody crossed their fingers. Like that's everything, every sign she's ever showed wanting to breed, she starts ramping food up right now and yeah. doing her thing. And, oh, yeah. Uh, going off food right around October. So October's going to be a busy month for you, man. Hopefully. Yeah, that'll be the one. So here, Matt Edmonds has a question he wants to ask you. So he wants your opinion on the Aztec stuff. What you think I, about that? I initially thought it was a weird motley. You know, there's been like 40-something motleys now that have showed up all over the world. Right. Um, I thought it was just a really a, like aberrant kind of looking motley. I wasn't that impressed until I saw the purple. Uh, I, hate, purple. I, hate, I hate to be a pure morph chaser, but that purple Aztec is mind-blowing. It's one of the prettiest snakes I've ever seen in my life. It's um, it's unbelievable. I mean that, and I'm a big fan of the motley tiger. I just saw the motley tiger Aztec, which looks the, ugh, man. The other the other combos that they've made with it are cool. I respect it. I love seeing it. Um, props the purple to, is the best by far. I agree for with it. You. But if I had it, I wouldn't shoot for anything but different types yeah. of album. I think it. I think it to ghost would be outrageous. I think. Orange glow. Any kind of orange glow, blonde. I think any of the the, the color changers would be yeah. the way to go with that one. Um, I mean, it, it's cool. It's very cool, and I can't it's, wait to sit mixed with Ocelot. I know that's in those guys' agenda. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's I'm I'm I was the same as you, man. I kind of was like, yeah, it's cool. It's weird looking, but it's I didn't think it was anything well, crazy until I started seeing some of the some of the combos. But if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure Jacob's going to go after mixing the uh, the Ocelot to it. Really? So, yeah. He should. I think that could be really cool. I mean, those, those head stamps. I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna battle. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Which then one? Got another one. Ray Flex Reptiles asked, "What do you think? What do you think about the tribals since we're on that uh, yeah. kind of?" I I really like the tribals. I do. I, I think they're they're a special special thing. I do. I do think it's just another line of motley, but mm. it's it's a pure Philippine animal. Absolutely. Pure Philippine blood, man. It's it's irreplaceable. Yeah. By far one of my favorite localities. Solaire's got my heart because it was the first first retake I ever bred. But uh, 
but the the Philippine stuff is is special. And I'm actually on ovulation watch right now with the, the big the big tribal female bred to the ocelot head caramel male. Damn. She's she's loaded with follicles. Holy cow! Off food, completely placid. You can reach right in and touch her, and wow. she's the kind of she's the kind of animal that you can feed her, you know, thirty pounds of food, and she's gonna still try and kill you for another meal. Really? Yeah. So being Holy able to, reach, if you if you reach in and touch that animal and she doesn't try and kill you, then you know that it's a uh, there's there's, there's good go. hormonal activity going on. Yeah. So wow. I love it's gonna be. Fifty percent uh, Philippine stuff, Slayer, sure. uh, Aslat, dude. So depending on how they look, my plan with that one is I'm, I don't really, I don't think anybody can catch me on that one, or anybody has no, the, the, no. the desire to. So my plan with that one is I'm, I want to make the the tribal hundred percent heads, and assuming that they have a unique enough look to them, um, only being fifty percent. I, I feel like if I were to breed one of those males back to a pure Philippine female, I can go ahead and jump straight to the 75 percenters to breed to uh, and pick out the heads. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm confident enough to pick the heads out. Um, I don't think I would sell any of those. I would release some of the 50 percenters, but I wouldn't keep all the 75 percenters myself and yeah. hold, hold those back. But that's my goal. I want to get as, as high Philippine blood as possible. Um, that's that's part of like everybody else for the project is kind of forced. They don't. They're not. They're not fortunate enough to have the Multiples, number. The number that So they kind of have to just chase those gene combos. You know what I mean? They either they either they're going to go straight for straight visuals or chase new combos, which is what most people are initially. You know, that's the mm -hmm. that's the goal for most most breeders. So I want to take a different route and start trying to fine tune the look of actual ocelots. Right. I mean that that's my goal. Um, I've got a Solaire that I think is gravid right now, and I kind of want to do the same thing with that. I want to. And that's gravid from the ocelot. From not not the head caramel. The other. Oh male. okay okay. The male that I had in Arlington. Oh okay. I used I used him to her. Um, but that's that's kind of my 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 goal is uh, not not just morph chasing is i really want to try and make locality influence yeah as well too um i'd love to get into some super dwarf stuff but it's tough because my females aren't ready yet and everybody wants uh female super dwarfs to lay the eggs right which i don't fully buy into but i'm not really a super dwarf guy so yeah you know yeah. I, i'm not one to argue it i guess um but if i can put some 50 percent on the ground I don't think people are really going to care which which what side. What came which right. right? Wasn't it the thought is the female is where they get the size from or something like that? Isn't that's, that's what everybody's saying. Yeah, that's what everybody everybody yeah. believes. Um, I've seen enough enough clutches to where even in a a uh, like a like a take a fifty percent clutch, right? If you if you if you make a fifty percent super dwarf clutch either way, and you raise them all up, they're not all going to be uniform. Some of them are going to lean more heavily towards super dwarf. Some are going to lean more heavily towards towards mainland, and like you're going to get some animals that are 12 or 13 foot, and some are going to top out at eight or nine foot, you know, as adult breeder females. And uh, I just I have a hard time accepting that just because you used a female, yeah. it's going to be completely size determinant. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I mean I feel the same way because I just I don't see how. I mean it's it'd be the same as well, why wouldn't it work? The male, wait, I, I don't know. I, it's 
you're going to get both. I mean, you look at like you have a seven foot person; they're going to have some big kids. They could have some small kids. It's I just I don't know. It's just that's just how really how genetics fall, man. Some some kids, even though they're 50, 50, they're going some are going to look more like mom. Some are going right. to look more like dad, and that's just how genetics work. I don't. Yeah, it's what she say. It's not how people genetics work. There's actually a chromosome that gets passed. And if you have There's several a, kids, some are going to look more like mother right, right. and some so are going to look with, more like father. With humans, what happens is the woman's set of DNA that gets copied prevents the baby from being bigger than she can handle or pass. Obviously, sometimes people have babies that are too right. big. Because, you know, there's tiny women. Y'all see what I got to um, deal with? But just saying. Y'all hearing that? Yeah. It's on a documentary. Oh, she saw it on Facebook. I honestly don't know. I just with the in my yeah. Anyway, I'm 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 just not a super dwarf guy. I, yeah. I like them. I think they're cool. I want to work some stuff into it. I, I think inevitably we need to shrink the size of some of these animals. Um, I, I yeah. like the snakes. We need to have lines of them that stay big. But yeah. as far as it goes, if you're going to have 120 of them. You know, it's nice to have some that, that are comfortable in a, in a six foot cage. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I, you know, Garrett's, Garrett's always telling me I need to get into the super dwarf. I'm the same way. I got retics because I like big snakes. I didn't get retics so I can have a seven foot retic. But that's kind of, like you said, that's kind of where we need to go. At least, I at least would love to have one, maybe two pure females to throw some little projects at here and there and my, the stuff I really like. And my favorite breeder females are in the, the 12 to 13 foot range, man. They lay, they lay right around 30 eggs, which is plenty. Yep. You, know, you, you really don't need, unless you're trying for the first caramel ocelot, you, you don't need 75 eggs. You need your 75 eggs in a clutch. You know, it's like 30, right. plenty. And depending on the breeding, sometimes 15 eggs is, is better. Yeah. You know, you've got a couple of holdbacks, plenty to sell. And the, the, the market's not completely saturated. It's uh, some of these females that lay 60 something eggs. It's like, man, I, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even want that many. My blonde tiger's like that. Like, I honestly really, like, I got one more breeding I really, really, really want to do with her, and then I may not breed her anymore. Like, Blondes she, notorious for that, aren't they? They're just big. For laying space, a lot of air. Yeah, she's just, yeah. and she's big. I mean, she's not massive. I mean, she's big, but she's not, like, 20-foot 20, 20 big, but she's... How, how old was she when she... First when, laid? Yeah, first laid. I'd have to look through my records. She was old. I mean, she was five, between five and six, maybe six. I think that's pretty typical. That's, I mean, that's what yeah. I was, that's what I was told from Jay too. That it's they take a little longer to we, get up. We had the, breed. we had some of the first blonde heads. They might have been the first ones ever sold. Um, we we bought a group of those, some uh, some some tiger heads, and those those things just kept growing and kept growing and kept, yeah. never even pretended to want to cycle. And they were man, they were every bit of like eighteen or nineteen feet before they even kind of wanted. Yeah, well, that was uh, when I went when I went out to Jade one of the first times. This was before I even, or I may might have already had my blonde tiger, and I saw the parents. The big hot, he had some huge hats. It was a big normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was huge, 20, 20, 20, 21 foot. I mean, monstrous, humongous. That's what Jay wasn't even there. It was Garrett, and Garrett was telling me he's like, yeah, all the blondes we have is just giant. It's I mean, it's just big lineage, I think, because isn't it all Malaysian stuff, I believe? Something like that, I think. Or Man, those were, those were the good old days of pre-approved bats, man. I know. Uh, I, I, had a, I had a really good time out there the first couple of times I went out there. 
I wouldn't mind making another trip out there at some point. I, I haven't really talked to Jay as much as I used to, and I don't know. I, I would like to go out there and see Tim, you know, and talk okay. with Tim and just kind of see what kind of stuff they got going because I know they've done a lot of expansion and kind of, you know, did a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't know, it's hard yeah. to get out there. Yeah, I remember when the tables all turned, Jay told me, he was like, man, we're having – we're having parents by the dozens that are literally just driving up here and dropping their kids off. And they're, really? they're coming in and hanging out in the store all day. No really? intentions of buying anything. Or, is or this just, when he started getting like really like internet? This is yeah, right, and... exactly right around that same time when he, when he first started really trying to promote online and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, he's doing it. I mean, he's, I mean, I get people, people that are like non-state friends from by, you know, Family yeah. members that have no desire. Hey, you know, look at this guy, crazy guy with snakes and but people, like, yeah. people send me clips. All I slept. The time, I'm man. like, I slept on his couch and I went to church with them when I went out to California. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Did you go to church with them? Yeah, yeah. Well, me and Shane and Travis went and woke us up Sunday morning. This was uh, we were drinking in the shop the night before, like till midnight or one. Like just me, Garrett, Shane, Travis drinking drinking beers and go home like a little buzz, nothing crazy and wake up and it's seven o'clock come on we got to go to church and it was not what i was expecting church like it was i mean i don't know if you've ever seen his post from his church and stuff it's like huge like a congregation of like five or ten it was like a concert oh my god giant church they're playing like guitars there's like (laughs) 500 inch screen it was the most unbelievable it was the most unbelievable thing i've ever seen we go and he's got like big uh enclosures with his big water monitors in the in the church Lauren Morales says that it's in the alley. I, oh, yeah, we were drinking in the alley, but behind prehistoric pets. But, yeah, I don't know what kind of church it was. It was not what I was expecting, to say the least. Dude, my first trip out of prehistoric pets, it, I remember being mind-blown. He had somebody out there with a soldering iron burning holes in tubs. You know, we, we went out there, and I was out there for, like, three or four days. Yeah. So I was at the shop for 12 hours a day for four days in a row. And yeah. He had an employee out there burning holes in tubs the entirety of the time. Really? That's how many fucking ten thousand tubs, tubs or something. You know what I mean? It's just like it blew my mind the scale of like just how many animals that were in that facility. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is impressive to say the least. I, the first time we went, I went with Shannon. She took she took us out there. Took me out there for like our one year anniversary. So we had like two hours there, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Of course, there was not nearly enough time, you know, to see anything at all. And then no, when we went out, the area with right that. when we went out with Shane, when me and Shane and Travis went, and like we're like behind all the rooms, and it was just like it's just alleyway into little alleyway, and just snakes everywhere. I was, I couldn't, I could not believe just everything, just the, the amount of snakes and just all the high powered. I mean, it was like at this point, it was super tiger anthrax was like the the hot thing, and there was three or four sitting in a rack right there every titanium combo you could think of and so i think the first time i actually went out there in person i remember uh the first super tiger het albinos were hatching oh okay and uh that's, that's there, far back there yeah way back when and there was there was one that uh had no eyes and I, I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Really? Yeah, dude, I tried to buy that thing on the spot, and Jay Jay laughed at me. I was like, "Come on, man!" And hey, nope. what are you gonna do? What can you do with it? Like, so seriously, and, and but 
He, he kept it. I'm pretty sure. I'm, wow. I'm positive he bred it. Wow, that's wild. I think. Man, I might be wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to bullshit. But I'm almost positive that he actually had a female that he bred it to to see if it would produce a clutch wow. of all, all snakes. Wow. I mean, I could see like how, at the time probably people thought about that. I mean, yeah, you never, you never know. You never know. And all know. that. Yeah. Um, did you ever have you ever been out to Bob's? I think we I've asked you this before. No, I've never I've never been, been to Bob's place. I've never I've never been real close with Bob. No. We, uh, no. We we've we talked should, a little bit. He's always had a much better relationship with my brother. Yeah. We should try to go out there one day, do a fly out there for a weekend. I'd, I'd love, love to get I'd love, love to get back out there. Sure. His place out of the three man would be I mean, I love everybody's into you know, they got their own things, but man, Bob's was probably like for me and my like O C D was probably the best. Just I say it all the time. It was the most organized, like with everything matching and all the snakes in the certain areas. And it's yeah, it's surreal to see all those old neodeshes, like the big eight foot he is Bob Clark. It was he pretty is. wild, man. It was pretty freaking wild to say the least. But I mean, nothing yeah. beats Kevin's. Kevin's will always be my favorite by far. Just Kevin's is like I haven't seen I haven't seen Bob, but I've I've been to Jay's plenty of times and. I've seen some other, some pretty big private facilities. Hell, we had a huge private facility, but. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just Kevin's just the vastness of all the different species, mm -hmm. all the different stuff that you can see. Like, Jay's got his display area and that kind of stuff where he's got different stuff on display, but like Kevin is hatching out different types of melanota and he's hatching out this and he's hatching out corn snakes and he's hatching out this is like oh, the vastness of what he's actually successfully reproducing out there yeah. is mind blowing it really is i just uh you get like caught you just get lost really like in kevin's because it's like i mean if you have any kind of relationship with kevin and it's like hey he'll be grabby hey come here check this out and you go into this other room and you'll be looking at monitors then you'll go to this other room and he's got like the boyegas and stuff and he's got uh, it's just like dude it's what it there's just so much and then you go downstairs and he's got or outside he's got his goats and his alligator and he's got it's just i don't know it's unreal you go yeah. to take a pee in the bathroom and there's a stack of rattlesnakes behind yeah. you but you're like dude, what is going on buzzing next to you yeah it's but it's just yeah, like you said, the amount of animals and just his knowledge. Like he'll get on a, a topic, and it's just you learn cool. so much in such a small amount of time. The uh, at a prehistoric pets, you walk around the shop with Jay, and Jay Jay almost always is just too busy. You know what I mean? It's nothing personal. He's just busy. He's a busy. Yeah, guy. yeah, oh yeah. So he'll he'll send you around with somebody to show you everything, and they they know the place pretty well. But then you'll you'll end up spending time with Jay, and yeah. you'll you'll be pulling tubs open and. And he'll he'll have to look at it and try and figure out what it is. You, know? yeah. you you do that shit with Kevin, and Kevin has a personal relationship with every fucking Ev everything. Yep. He knows he knows that animal. He knows how it eats. He knows. I mean, he knows what its problems are. It's like he. I don't I don't know how he can possibly keep up with it. Yeah, I think I mean Kevin's unique in that way because I'm pretty sure Bob would be that. Bob's kind of more the same as as Jay. Like he, you got so many animals, and you're so busy with. I think everything, day-to-day -day operations and stuff, too, and just... Mm. Kevin's a unique dude, man. He's a super unique dude, and he's just... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, love, I love talking to him and spending time with him anytime I can. It's... it's uh, I don't that's, know. His, that, that's kind of why I've, I've uh, kind of shouldered up to Kevin as much as I have, man. It's like, there, there's so much that that guy not only can teach you, but wants to teach you. 
Yeah, his, his he knowledge. really want to teach you everything he knows about anything you want to listen to him. You know, if you mm -hmm. if you'll there and listen, he'll he'll teach you something. And, yeah, and that's that's just fun, man. It's like if you if you love reptiles, it's a irreplaceable experience to spend some time up there. Like that, that facility is wild. All the stuff that he's got. I know. I want to get up there again too. I know me and Andrew were talking about trying to go at some point. Definitely, that's. I'm going pretty soon. I'm going to go sometime in the next couple of weeks, I think. Are you in the next, well, next couple of weeks? Fuck, I can't do that. But <laughs> I definitely want to go soon, like within the next. Well, oh, I, gotta wait, I gotta wait till I get some more vacation. You gotta come, find, you gotta come find your next monitor, <sighs> dude. I know. I'm freaking in love, man. It's so cool. Yeah. It's the coolest thing ever. I'll so, get more. So what? What made you finally pull the trigger? I know you've been you've been on it for a while. You know the problem is you know my heart was so set. My heart was so set on a croc. Like I'm like I'm gonna get a croc as my mo next monitor, and then I had I some opportunities, that. but it never was like I never had the space. I had the money, but not the space. Then I had the space. I moved stuff. I had space, but not the money. It's one, yeah. and then the prices skyrocketed. And now I mean, four or five grand is a lot, but it's doable. Nine ten thousand dollars is a lot of money for a monitor. When I yeah. haven't had a monitor in 15 years, I don't want to spend. One, I probably shouldn't. The more I thought about it, I'm like, man, do I really need to buy a croc when I haven't really had monitor experience in 15 years, 20 years? Probably is not the smartest thing. Dude, but that was, they're but not that was, experts, much less beginners. Right, and my and that was my mindset was like, if I'm going to do it, I would need to do with a start with a baby, spend the money. But I'm like, man, I don't want to spend ten thousand dollars on a on a baby. So, kind of was like, you know what? told Shane, I'm like, dude, if you hatch him when he started actually looking like he was going to have babies, I'm like, if you make some, I'm going to get a baby from you because I want something that I can mess with and handle and play with and, you know, and I, I'd rather he's one of my best friends so of course I'm going to support him. If I'm going to buy a monitor, you know, why wouldn't why wouldn't I? So, yeah, and it lined up and we talked and a, a cage kind of popped up. I told him, like, I'm looking for a cage. If I can find a cage, I'll buy one. Two days later, a cage pops up, and I'm like, dude, bought it. Local guy, my buddy Sean. I didn't, I didn't know you were getting a monitor from Shane. And as soon as you posted, as soon as you posted that picture, I was like, oh shit. The cage, the picture of the cage. The cage, I knew. Yeah. So we were, t me and him were going back and forth, and I, I really wanted a quarrel. And he's like, you know, I'll hook you up, but, and I'm like, do I want to spend that much off the bat? And I'm like didn't really want to. I mean, snake sales have been good, but I'm saving. I still am trying to save to put an addition on my garage. So I'm trying not to spend tons and tons of money right now. So like maybe right. I'll just get a T positive. And, you're, going, uh, you're going wider with the garage. I want to build off the, the back. So I have a two car okay. garage, but it's a tight two car. Like you can fit you two in the cars. Same, same house you were when, when I came. Yeah. When you came by. Yeah. So I basically want to put basically just a, I think it's like 24 feet wide. So I want to basically do like a, basically 24 by 24 or a 20 by something like that off the back of my house. Um, just I'd like to, or I'm going to take the money I'm saving to put an addition in and maybe we'll go buy a different house. That's got a little more room. So that's why I'm like, I'm trying not to spend five, six, $7,000 on a lizard right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it was just one of those things that kind of all the pieces fell into place. We talked, he's like, dude, get this one. This one I've been interacting socializing with for, so-and-so and they're not coming through so it's kind of ready to rock and i'm like well if you come over help me set it all up set up the cage do it the right way i'm like we'll do it so he comes over and i, I thought we were just gonna set the cage up he brings the lizard i was not ready at all like he's like I, well i'm coming Why when i bring it i'm like i don't know i thought we'd have to let the cage get settled and get settled and stuff and uh yeah next thing i know i got the baby monitor here and i can't uh 
can't get out of my my snake room now. I just sit here and look at the I'm thing. I'm telling you, man, they're so addictive just interacting with them, man. You're gonna you're gonna fall head over heels in love. Oh, with I already am. I haven't even had it four days, and I'm like. Do you know if it's a male or a female, or have a, an idea? I have no clue. I don't even know how to tell. I know is it like the bulges or something? You didn't have any any clue. He didn't even tell me. It's shit on me like three times, so I don't know. It pissed on me, so. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not three times. Maybe two times, but. That might just be stress of transport. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely cool. I could like I was telling you earlier, man. I can see how people get so like just all about the lizards. Like I can see myself not, I'm never going to get out of retakes, but I could see myself slim. I mean, the plan was eventually I'm going to slim down somewhat. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. now I can definitely, it's kind of more uh, like a kick in the ass. Like, Hey, if you want to get a couple more of these, you definitely need to. So, and my wife is super into them way more than the snake. So that's a huge plus, you know, it's weird, man. They're, they're, they're literally just as dangerous in my opinion, you know, or can be, yeah. but, they just don't have the the perception that people put on snakes. It's just it, it's just weird, man. People are just way more tolerant of a, of a big lizard. Yeah, even though it's, it's a uh, vicious predator. Right. I I just like the thought of coming in my room now and I see like a cage with branches and lee and 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 substrate and you know me and Shane talked and it is it's like going back to your roots. Like when I got into snakes, it was never like I'm gonna breed snakes, mass produce retakes, blah blah blah, keep them as bare bones as possible. It was have a couple of retakes, nice enclosures with branches and a big water bowl. And, you yeah. know, I think we all go through that and it just streamlines. You kind of make it as easy of a process to keep them and clean them and all that. And, and babies, but, um, people, people think retakes are addictive and they really are just keeping them and interacting with them. Yeah. When you, when you, when you see that first clutch pip and you, you see an animal that, that you in part helped create, and then raise it up. It's like there's there's just that's one of the most addictive. Oh, a hundred percent. Like a chemical release in your brain, man. It's 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 uh it's crazy. I like the uh, the whole deal with me with the retics is it's I, I love the whole like what are you gonna get? I think that's a big thing for everybody. It's the whole gamble, like you know, it's that excitement. Like, am I gonna get lucky and make the first caramel ocelot in out me. of fifty? 40 eggs or whatever you know like, anybody that's followed my breeding career not that it's that that crazy i haven't oh produced, stop it's I pretty I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't really produced that many animals though you know but what it's I mean? all powerhouse shit man but that's, that's the that's what i mean that's the point it's uh i i never have been one to say you know what i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna breed a bunch of purple tigers and just wholesale them and just yeah. make bank because that's where you can you can you really do well if you line up sales with that kind of stuff yeah. Um, for me, it's just not fun. I don't want to yeah. do that. It's like I, I want to cut an egg open, and I want to know that that's going to be possibly the first time anybody's ever seen one of these before. You yeah. Know? Like that to me is really fun. And well, that's what I don't get is there's a lot of people that like hate on that, like the whole like oh you're chasing the morph or it's your 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 world you're looking after the world first, but it's like that's part of it though. That's that's kind of if that wasn't. I mean, if that's not how this industry was, there would be. I mean, think if Bob didn't make the first albino berm, never would have looked for another morph to bring in to make that. To make, uh, you know what I mean? It would never. I, I I agree. I'll meet you in the middle though. The 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 difference between how I feel I I run my breeding program and some people that do it is is refinement and being selective over the animals that you actually breed. Mm -hmm. you know? I 
I've sold 20 or so breeder females, proven breeder females in the last two years. Yeah. I don't like doubling clutches. I don't like, and once I make something, I'm on to the next, the next thing. Yeah. It's like you, you, you have to try and be ultra selective over which animals you want to breed. Yeah. Once you, once you have an animal and it was the best thing you could attain at the time visually and that kind of stuff, you, you have to be selective and choose the best holdbacks to raise up to, to replace them, to make, mm -hmm. it's like Shane is what? Six generations deep yeah. with the Sunfire stuff, seven generations. It's, it's astonishing what he's done with that one gene yeah. because he's focused on it and he's, he's been laser focused on refining that gene. And mm -hmm. that's what we've got to do. Like yeah. just, just, uh, just chasing a combination purely for the combination is one thing until it's been made once right. it's been made like saying oh fuck it i'm gonna do this for the next four years and pump them out it's like I'm, i won't do that right 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 no and i agree with you 100%. we have to, we have to stop doing that it's like once you have a few of them to choose from you choose the best of that and breed those forward you know that's yeah. and a, a lot of other breeders don't care they purely care about the gene count and 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 slamming as many genes together and making that banana as fast as they possibly can. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I uh, I don't understand that process. Like, I mean, I, I'm getting better at the whole. I'm I'm one of those people where I it's hard for me to move breeder females, even if I don't breed them. I mean, I have quite a few bigger animals, and I don't breed them all. You know, I still have a purple golden child that I hatched out that's probably eight years old. Never bred her. She's small. I like her, but I still, it's one of those snakes. It's like. I was always waiting for the right male to have for her to mate right. to breed her, and now, you know, my ultimate plan with her is I want to breed the Phantom Sun Tiger Andrax to her and make some hats, some double hats, right? So now, and then I picked up that big tiger double hat purple Anthrax, so that girl will finally have her place to breed for me, and once I breed her, she'll be gone. And I'm kind of getting better at that, letting females go, which I'm terrible at. But she made some phenomenal babies, by the way. Who's that? <laughs> who's that? That tiger double. Oh, the tiger head. double head. Yeah, I know. I know, dude. That's what I mean. So it's he made one hell of a clutch. Like some I know. I saw that purple sun that Shane had when he had that snake. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I cannot wait to breed her and get some babies out of her. But yeah, it's uh, the guys that just pump them out to pump them out just to make them. I don't understand that it's like, process. It's like some some people literally are only in this because they want to write world's first on their post and what the animal looks like. Like, yeah. Like, no offense, I've seen some world first, man, that I, I may not even have posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh I respect it's hard. I respect the work that went into it. You know what I mean? It's like phenomenal what, what some of these people are putting into stuff, but if you think about it, it's like I wouldn't even want to try and make that. Yeah. It doesn't even doesn't even make sense. I think that's part of our problem as the industry in the industry too though, is just there's everybody shooting for which again, there's nothing wrong with the world's first, but like you I said, it's it. I respect it's, it. It's, uh, it, yeah. it. it's hard. It's a it's a very like you said, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Yeah. And it's I don't know. It's hard. I love making the world's first. I think it's awesome to make something no one else has seen before. But yeah, I don't know. They should they shouldn't keep recreating them just to recreate them. They should try and focus on making it the best of what their Yeah. What their their goals are. It's like like my phantom sun tiger anthrax i made him he's the first one he's still the first one out he's not there's not another one and he's not really that nice looking kind of looks like shit to be completely honest with you brown and 
white stripe down his side. But, you know, I don't really plan to make more of them at this point. I made them, and he's a good yeah. breeder now, so I'll try to make one more gene on him or add a platinum to him. Well, I do have a platinum, but, yeah. That, like that, that was the, the final straw of my genetic stripe stuff, man. I made the uh, the Golden Child Sunfire head genetic stripes, and the heads looked phenomenal at the time. That was like kind of groundbreaking for me. I was like thrilled with how the heads looked, yeah. and I was pumped with how I thought the visual might look. I, I thought it was a really good chance. And then uh, prehistoric pets <laughs> made a visual, and I had been raising these things for years, and I was just like, you know what? Boom, gone. That's that was the last one with genetic stripes. If I got rid of it all, yeah. Genetic stripes, one of those scenes that I love it. I've, I owned them for a long time. I did too. I, I actually too. have one. I kept my Platy Phantom genetic stripe that I made just to have have her because she's beautiful. But I don't know if I'll really make her make any more. So if she's small at the t right now, so I don't really care. I'll keep her in a rack until she's too big. Then I'll decide what I'm going to do with her. But yeah. yeah, it's it's hard, man. There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff for, out there. For me, uh, genetic stripe, man, just peaked with the ghost genetic stripe mm -hmm. that was that's the best looking genetic stripe that's ever going to be made in my opinion yeah i see i like the orange glow i saw travis showed me a picture or somebody posted it the orange glow that was made over overseas which i was pretty impressed with i don't, I don't think i saw that one actually. it's pretty freaking nice man and i don't know if anyone's made an indo caramel one yet i don't think so hmm. but i think an indo caramel might look really that's good it could like the mochinos are kind of mad like they're cool but they're I don't know. I'm kind of phasing out of the Mochino stuff. I kind of I'm, am leaning more towards that Orange Glow stuff now, more and more and more. I'm done with Mochino, man. I, I've got that uh, that Mochino hog's mail that is a gorgeous animal. Yeah. And, uh, I got rid of my adult females because I don't even want to breed them. Yeah, but, I like... I, there's certain that. animals I really like. Like, I love that Mochino sun anthrax I got from Travis's. Probably one of the coolest snakes I own. Honestly, like... I have that snake actually in the rack next to my hypo, and I honestly think that snake looks better than hypo. It's pumpkin orange. It looks phenomenal. But for now, for now, but for I now. do want to see. I, I want to see some orange glow. Is the plan? I think an orange glow anthrax will end up being better. How, how's that? Uh, that past hypo that you have. The it's it's supposed to be 100% had hypo. From, but it could be a hypo though, right? It's could be. It's not. It it looks like every all. Uh, it looks like every all tribe I've ever seen in my life. It's. Uh, are you are you seeing any kind of? Are you? I know you stare at it. Have you seen any kind of, like, hints towards it being a hundred percent hit? Can nah. you Or something or. No. Nope. I mean, from what my understanding was, talking to, I mean, I've seen the ones that I know Bob was saying is are the visual hypos. Yeah. I mean, they're so clean. They're just clean and yellow from head to tail and. This one is super dirty looking, and I mean, gotcha. he says it came from a, hy a hypo breeding of fire. It was a fire tiger. A lot, the, a lot of the het hypos are really dirty looking, so I'm not surprised that the ultra yeah. pet is, is a really dirty animal. So I don't know if I'm going to even keep her in all honesty. Like, I like her. She's cool, but at the end of the day, I'm like, man, kind of still wish I would have had a normal, just a normal het hypo yeah. instead or... I don't know. I'm I'm getting a. I have a platy phantom tiger head hypo female. I'm doing with a buddy who's kind of getting out of snakes. He got one from Michael Powell that he's wants to get rid of, and I'm kind of like, well, why don't you send it to me and let me you raise know. it? You said it's a female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't let any females go. I thought it's he like, kept it. It's like ten feet. 
10 or 11 feet. She's good yeah. size. Not that I want to do platy hypo tiger to platy phantom tiger hat, but I mean, you can still make what you want out of that club. And I, I really like the platy. I saw the platy phantom hypo that Keith and uh, Tim made, and that thing is in person, man. That thing is very neat looking. You, you saw it in person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he was asking me what I thought if I thought it was hypo or not, and it's it's hypo. There's no doubt in my mind that that's. When they first hatched and they were in their egg scan, man, I wasn't even convinced they were they were actually hypo. The but pattern, just the pattern on the snake looks so weird. He posted that updated picture. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it. yeah, it's super weird looking. I mean, it was the weirdest, that was the weirdest baby in the whole clutch. So, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, I'm waiting. I've been feeding the shit out of my male. I mean, I, he's he's got a meal in him constantly because I'm, uh, he's, Dude, he's going to my he's going to my anthrax tiger as soon as he's ready. He's going to the anthrax tiger like instantly. Like so, yep. I, I really and then you know I'm thinking like what do I put him to? I wasn't really gonna do it, but I I, I think I might put him to my cow, my GC cow. I don't know. I don't know what else. I want to I want to get it to the anthrax right off the bat, and I want to get it into something albino. Like Has purple. anybody made GC heads yet? No. Now that you know of. No, the only ones I know were the the phantoms. And I think the, I think the GC hypo is worth worth making for sure. I think a GC hypo could be cool, and so that was my other thought: was breed him to my purple GC female. Purple, I don't know if purple might look cool in it or might be a bust. I thought, you know, everyone told me when I got my platy phantom, the first one, breed it to a purple, and I now oh, I don't think it's going to look good, and I kicked my fucking self in the ass for not doing that because I would have been a year or two ahead of. Jeff or anybody else on purple phantom stuff. Yep. And I didn't do it. And I regret that decision so much. So, <laughs> but so this one I'm going, I mean, I'm sure Bob will do it or if he hasn't already done it, but I, I'm going to put him right to uh right to a purple. Yeah. So you gotta, you need a, you need a, you need to take him to your an ocelot, dude. That's what you needed. That's what you uh, needed. A 10-year project on your hands. I'm, I'm mentally weighing all my options right now on what I want to do with those two females. They're coming to a point where I need to decide what I want to do soon. Well, we'll talk, buddy. We'll talk. We'll <laughs> I just, talk. Yeah, it's I don't hard. know. What it, it's hard. There's so many options. You want to make the right decision with the right projects. and I don't know, I don't know what to do with them, man. I really don't with those females. Like I, Whatever you do, you got to go with something more like a uh, visual, like pattern mutation, I think. Like something, something cool, something wacky, anthrax. It's it's the fine balance. Like one of them, I'm going to breed the purple. The yeah, purple you have to. Anthrax too. You have to. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, ideally, I want to breed him to the one that's fully striped because I'm almost guaranteed she's going to prove to be head caramel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, an orange, orange glow, sun tiger, 100% double head. Would, would not would not be a horrible thing to have him hold that back. Fucking Christ, man! God damn! <laughs> trying to stay ahead of. I know bit. every time you you tell me a breeding, I'm like, dude, I gotta start saving money for that. I gotta save some saving some money. I can't get ahead because every time I try to save some money, you got something else you're here. I got. I I do for the first time ever. I've got a couple of breedings too that I'm that I'm planning on doing, and I'm not gonna be open about them. I'm gonna keep. That's it good. That's good. I, I'll let it. I'll let it be known once I do it. 
but I'm going to, but I want to wait until there's actually eggs on the ground until I let it out. So I've got, I've got I, a couple of tricks up my sleeve. I'm trying I to- did that. I did that with that blonde, that first blonde anthrax clutch. I didn't say shit. I was so excited. And then when you guys all came over, we cut the egg and then I ended up not making one. That was like the biggest, did, that was the biggest kick in my balls. I'm like, I waited, I oh. shut my mouth, didn't say nothing to like <laughs> minus one or two people. And then I was quiet about it. And then, oh, look, I made the world at first. And then I didn't make it. And I felt like such an asshole for Dude, saying I, that. I was there. I saw it. I, 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 I know. It. I know. I was, man, I was walking around Tinley the next day. I thought I was the baddest shit ever. With that thing's yeah. eye color and the, the, you know, that back pattern we saw, I was convinced. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I, I made it. The next, that next breeding man, when, when Andrew was here and I saw the head on that thing, man, that, that eye looked like a fucking laser beam. I knew. I'm like, there's no way that that's not it. So, yeah, that's I'm 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 happy I made that. So hopefully gonna make them in Super Tiger this year, blonde blonde anthrax Super Tiger. We'll see. That'll look good, man. I'm gonna use the, the brother. Good. I'm gonna use the brother to the visual because my visual's not ready. But he's the the brother the the pasta the probable head is. Did he, did he start slow? Uh the visual. Yeah. Uh, not too slow. I just honestly I. I, you know, I keep them at the bottom of the rack and it's cooler and I'm afraid to feed them a ton of food because I'm afraid like they're going to have issues. So once they get real dark, then I don't mind. So like the male, the blonde tiger that's a hat, like he's kind of in the mid- middle of a 221 now and he eats huge rats. If So I, I've never really raised any any uh, visual blondes. I had one blonde super tiger, but I, I got her as pretty much an adult that yeah. I, had for, I had for a couple of years. Um, if... If they get really, really dark, but then they stay hot for a while, do they lighten back up? See, I've never seen that happen. I've somebody who was it. There was somebody. This was years ago, telling me that they did it with a super tiger. It might have been that guy, Chad. Chad. I don't know if you ever met Chad or know who I'm talking about for sure, but he lives up by Gavin. Um, I don't think so. Man, was it him? I don't remember. Somebody had a super tiger. And they kept it real dark, cold, got dark, and then they put it in a top of the rack or top cage, and it got real hot and it lightened up. I don't, I mean, I don't think they will, at least not noticeably. Not, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I would be, I'd be curious to take like my big blonde tiger girl and put her in like the top cage and like bump Just her heat to like 90 for like months. a month and see what she does. But yeah, I, I I don't think they do. I don't think she's they'll so light dark, up. Though. She is very dark. Yeah, it's. But I mean, she's never been off the bottom, bottom of the rack, bottom cage. I mean, she's on my floor. I mean, I have a, a two who, by two. Who figured um, that out? Who I actually figured it was that? Ga- supposedly Gavin. But the only thing that I don't understand is, Garrett. I guess shipped a box of retics to Gavin, and I guess Gavin wasn't home or something. They were sitting on his porch and it was cold out. Got him, brought him inside, and when they opened the bag, they were like dark. So I don't know. I will say though, like I mean, that quick, I did have babies out of this last blonde clutch that I hatched, and like they were, they they went through their shed, and their first shed, I kept them, I kept, I split the babies, I put the ba- the blondes like three or four tubs down, like so maybe a tub off the bottom. Dude, when they shed, they were like lavenders after their first shed. Right away. So they hatched out AML looking. They started going through their first shed, and I noticed them getting a little dark, like right off the bat. They mm. shed out, and they looked like lavenders. So I guess I mean I could see if they were sitting outside in cold ass Wisconsin overnight. You know, I don't know, but yeah, that, that that's Gavin's mo. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to send you. I'll have to. T- I haven't taken a picture of this guy. I have a 
blonde phantom tiger that I that I got from me and uh, a breeding me and my buddy Terry did. And he's like six seven foot breeder now. He's dark as shit. He looks super weird. He's got such a unique pattern and color to him. But I'll have to uh, I'll have to send you a picture. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, he's neat. So. I've always, I've always really liked blonde. I like talking shit about it because it's more funny than anything. But I, I, I personally, I really like blonde. I, it's just I, thing that's like it I, bums I me out. Cages. It bums me out, man, because that would have been like the hottest shit ever if Mochino and like Indo Caramel didn't come around. Like that would have been like the shit, you know. It yeah. was for a while, for a long, for oh, a while, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, I don't. know. I kind of like that. It's kind of more of a niche area like not everybody's into it i like i've always liked doing that stuff you know a little different nobody i don't know just kind of my my deal but um nick had a question for you he wanted to know what you thought about uh rent it go stuff uh man you know what that's another one i absolutely love rent it ghost i think it's stunning it's killer the the right rent ghost is just gorgeous but I am so far behind that project. It's like starting a whole another albinism project. It just mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I don't have for me to do it right. I would need to have four or five ghost gene animals. Yeah, I just can't. I can't afford the space and the, the time. It'd be hard. It'd be hard to do. But I love it. Some of the prettiest retics ever produced have been running ghost stuff for sure. Um, I mean, I remember, I remember sitting in Sal's basement when he hatched the first ghost genetic stripe. Like that was, that was, I that was still probably one of the highlights of my whole retic being involved in the retic world. I think ghost genetic stripe peaked. It's like I think that's the best genetic stripes ever going to look. It's it's it was. I mean, seeing that snake in the egg was crazy. I mean, seeing them now, they're even they're they're. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal looking animal by far. Yeah. But but in general though, I'm I'm a huge fan of ghost. I love it. I uh, I, I I would definitely even have one in my collection if if the right one like hit. I could see having one as a pet. But as far as like starting a breeding project, uh, I'm too far behind that. It's hard because there's none. I've never seen one that's looked like that original ever to this yeah. day. That's the uh, only right. problem. Like that original one was the best yeah. looking one. I, I remember seeing that too. Yeah, what a bone blood. white with the blue on it, and just man, unbelievable the, looking. The one we all missed out on is the the purple pinks, though. Yeah, like God, what those things. Did you ever see any of those in person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw them the year that Jeff brought them to uh, Tinley. Yeah, yeah. Tinley. Yep. Yeah, they were weird looking. Man, super cool. It's still, still probably the coolest albinism I've ever seen in person. I've heard rumors that there's some pos heads still floating around. Apparently, no, there's not. I don't, I don't believe it, no. I, I mean, think. that would be wild I, if somebody could prove it and I've, bring it back. I've uh, kept fairly good track because I was pretty close to that project. I was never in on it, but I was real close to that project. And yeah. I kind of know where a lot of that stuff ended up, and I've talked to those people. And they don't have them. I think Gavin actually had the last one that, that was the, the great hope of, of reviving yeah. and, and that animal. But there was there was a point in time where uh, like when when Jeff and when Jeff Wilson inherited that that project essentially um, or took on that project, those those animals were in really bad shape. Yeah, and a lot of them uh, 
they rehabbed, but then going through the stress of breeding and the uh, that the additional, they just a lot of them didn't didn't do well after that. Mm. And then the visuals of the the visual purple pink stuff. Um, uh, Jeff made, I believe, four. There was a uh, a super tiger, a tiger, and two normals. And I know three of them developed the lower intestinal swelling that a Lucy does. Really? Yeah, right around the right around the six foot mark. Damn. Uh, real, real typical of a of a of a Lucy retic. Uh, wow. And I just I just think the project was doomed to begin with. Damn. Yeah. Sucks, but man. They were cool though, man. That they was, were neat. They were super cool. Yeah, that super tiger was crazy. Yeah. I still haven't seen anything like that before. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Man, well, yeah, that's uh, some cool snakes out there. I didn't can't believe we've been on here for an hour forty, man. Does not feel like that long at all. I haven't even paid attention. Holy shit! I just looked up. I'm like, goddamn, hour forty. It's in here running my mouth. <laughs> wow. Um, shit, man. I got to. Uh, I gotta use the bathroom, but I don't. Know, we can wrap it up. We'll have to come do another one for sure. I, there's more stuff I wanted to talk to you about, but yeah, man, I had, I had a great time. We can. Yeah. We'll definitely have to do another one for sure. Because if it didn't bore everybody too much, maybe we could do one a little earlier. It's late too, and I'm fucking getting exhausted, anyways. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have to do another one, buddy. So, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, Aubrey. You are uh, probably the man, one of the one of the pillars, man, in the community for sure. All your badass projects, dude. So it's been a long road to get here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, thanks for having me, man. I really yeah, no problem. Like I said, we'll do it again and. uh yeah, I'll definitely have you on again, and we will plan. We'll talk because I would like to get up to nerd with you soon. So, cool, cool. Man, uh, all right, know. guys. Well, I appreciate it. If you guys haven't, make sure you guys subscribe and uh, come check out Retic Radio. So, all right, guys, take it easy. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>